What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Hey, happy hump day, everybody. It is Wednesday. Does anybody call it hump day still, or is that done? It's done now. <laughs> I think we should bring it back. Uh, yeah, well, anyway, it's hub day, and it is Adam David Heath talking trade here. We'll look at the most traded players. It's Worryometer Wednesday, which, of course, we can turn into trade talk. We're going to put some players on the Worryometer. Ooh, worry Heath, you getting ready for Halloween? Worry season? Spooky season? Ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Grinch who stole Halloween. Heath hates Halloween, for those of you who don't know. Turns off his lights uh, at his house. Doesn't want anybody bothering him. It, it, it is something that somebody brought up last year. Um, it's funny because I, I'm not a big fan of Halloween. Um, but every year, there's one of us who ends up dressed up in a, in a, cost, on a, in a costume on, on social media. And it's me. That was me last year. Well, I did it on the show, remember? I was Ace Ventura. You no, don't remember, don't remember that? that? Oh, that was, I must was, that was that last day. year? Or yeah, that was, was last that like year. Six years ago. <laughs> 25 years ago. All right, anyway, let's get into the show here. We're going to talk about guys like Kyler Murray, Tom Brady. Um, we're going to talk about Aaron Jones, J.K. Dobbins, Dalton Schultz, Joe Mixon. We're going to look at the Thursday night game, which is pretty interesting. You know, what do you do with Eno Benjamin? How much do we trust Chris Olave and DeAndre Hopkins? Hopkins' first game of the season. Uh, Alave first game coming back after missing week six with a concussion and so on and so forth. Uh, but of course, uh, I have a waiver wire oversight. Should have mentioned this on yesterday's show. He was 80% rostered yesterday. He's still 80% rostered. Just go ahead and check your league for Daniel Carlson, kicker for the Las Vegas Raiders. He has been the best kicker by far. Uh, you don't have to drop, you know, Harrison Butker if you picked him up or any well, of the uh, Justin Tucker, but if you just have a, if you just been streaming kickers, take a look, see if Daniel Carlson's available. If if you I can't believe up Carlson, that. you don't have to make a kicker move the rest of the year. Right, exactly. That's it, that's the best case for ever picking up a kicker. He's really he's good. Think about the position again. He has. Mm-hmm. This is my problem with kickers, and so I'm going to say it because he has been very good. Yeah. I do not believe that implies that he will be very good rest of season. We all think that Derek Carr is going to have better than a 4.3% touchdown rate, which he has this year, which he had for his career. We all think that Devontae Adams is going to mean that Derek Carr throws more touchdowns. Yeah, well, Carlson's made all four of his attempts from 50-plus yards. So you know what? Just just go ahead and get him, okay? I mean, at least you, at least you can tell people that they should get him. Uh, he should be one of the most rostered kickers. I think but, we can agree on that, right? Yeah. yeah. Right, yes, I mean, that's he, that, okay, he that's not be. controversial. It's, okay. We don't we don't generally 
Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Favorite buy low. Before we, we're just going to give me one buy low. Give me one buy low, one sell high if you could. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Ezekiel yeah. Elliott. Oh. Oh. He sneaks in there. Go on. All right. He's like RB38 on the season now. He is coming off of his best game, so it might seem like a, a buy, a sell high. But he gets the Lions, the Bears, and the Packers in his next three games. There's a bye week in between there. I think there's a chance over the next three weeks, maybe even over the next month, that Zeke is a top 20 running back with Dak coming back and improving this offense. And then maybe you do the old buy low, sell high. And uh, don't count on him making it to the end of the year or being really good at the end of the year. But I, I would like to, uh, I'd like to have Zeke on my roster for the next month. He would be my plan B if I can't acquire my plan A by low. And my plan A by low at running back is Aaron Jones, who hasn't been quite productive over his past couple of games, but. I think he's the best running back that Green Bay's got. I think they need to get him more involved. Aaron Rodgers has said as much, and the coaching staff has been talking now for two weeks about getting the run game going. Uh, they've got the Commanders this week. It's not the easiest matchup in the world. You think the Commanders have a bad defense, but they've been pretty good against the run. They did allow that long run to uh, Khalil Herbert last week, but that was really it. They did a great job in short yardage. But I think Aaron Jones is in a great spot where he can continue to be top 15 and maybe in many rushing efficiency rankings, but also he's top 15 in a lot of receiving efficiency rankings and people who have him in your leagues are probably tired of dealing with the low production uh, through most of the year. I, I think you go after Jones first and you'll have to pay more for Jones than you will for Zeke. But if you miss on Jones, go after Zeke and see if Zeke can help you notch a couple of wins in October, November. All right, I'm going to give you some Azer stats here on Aaron Jones. I could cue up the music here, but uh, just take a look at his touches over the last four seasons. And remember, in 2019 and 2020, he was a top five running back. Um, last year, he was top 12, I believe. But Always crazy, but always fact. That's just an Azer stat. All right, here are his touches per game. Aaron Jones' touches per game last four seasons, including 2022. In 2019, 17.9 touches per game. 2020, 17.8 touches per game. 2021 pre-injury. Now, here's where it gets Azer statty. Uh, each of the last two years, 2021 and now 2022, we had just a ter- the Packers had a terrible week one where everything was completely out of whack. So I, e- I even try to make this even more generous for Aaron Jones. I took out week one of 2021 and I took out week one of 2022 where he had, I had five carries, something like that in both games. Just total weird game script, not what you should expect. So 2021 pre-injury and removing game one and the game he got hurt. But that's just an Azer stat. 16.8 touches per game. So that's one fewer than what we saw in 2019 and 2020. Then he comes back from the injury. He plays that first game against the Rams. He's totally not healthy. He looks like crap. I took that game out of it. The last four (laughs) games after coming back from the injury, 13.3 touches per game. So far yep. this year, removing week one. So I'm even making this a better stat for Aaron Jones. 15.8 touches per game. That's two fewer per game than what he averaged in 2019 and 2020. Does he need to get more touches? And will yes. he get more touches? Because we thought, because Heath, you know, you thought, and a lot of people thought, hey, it looked like in week five that they were kind of may- maybe moving away from A.J. Dillon and giving more share to Aaron Jones. And then what happens in week six, A.J. Dillon, I think he had more carries than, than Aaron Jones. It was close anyway. More so. carries and more targets, and yeah. he was more efficient in the running game. Aaron Jones was awful last week in terms of rushing efficiency, and A.J. Dillon, for like the second time all year, averaged better than four yards per carry. That This all comes down, for me at least, to one thing, and it's the catches. Somehow, some way, Devontae Adams gets traded – and Aaron Jones is averaging his fewest catches per game in the last four seasons. It makes mm-hmm. abs like as much as I loved Aaron Jones, everybody thought Devontae Adams leaving means more targets and more catches for Aaron Jones. And so far this season, Devontae Adams leaving has meant fewer catches and fewer targets and really a larger share of the receiving work for A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon was not having these four-catch games with Aaron Jones on the field not last year. At all. It's already happened twice this season. Yeah, it's It's an absolute disaster so far, and I hope that it will get better. That he's their 
second best offensive player in the way Aaron Rodgers has played this year. He might be their best offensive player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's hard. It's hard to say it's going to happen when the last three weeks have gone 19 touches, 15 touches, 12 touches. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and you know what? The one thing about the catches, I mentioned this on Monday, he's running. He's got the seventh most routes run among running backs. He's just his target per route run is way down. So the role, I, I think I hate using that word. I use it all the time. We use it all the time. But his role is the same. He's still running a ton of routes. They're just not throwing to him. But that, that should give you some hope. That could easily change. You know, it's not it's not like he doesn't have the opportunities. He's just not getting the targets. I never know. And then we like we did this with Devin Singletary for for two and a half years now. Like Devin Singletary is always amongst the league leaders in routes run or has been recently, right? Because yes. he's leading Josh the NFL. Allen's, leading all running. Josh backs. Allen's throwing fifty passes and Devin Singletary's in there, so he runs a route. But eighty percent of the games, Josh Allen never even considers throwing Devin Singletary. Yeah. <laughs> so what what is the value of those routes? That's kind of what's happening in Green Bay is that Rodgers is trying to get things clicking with his receivers. He's he's got it down with Lazard mostly. And last week looked really good with Tunyon, especially once Cobb went out. I think Tunyon could end up being a regular yeah. target getter in that offense. But I, I'm I'm just gonna go back to what Rodgers said about getting Jones more involved. The Packers know that he's a good pass catcher. He had a twenty two yard run called back last week, did he not? Yes. I don't know if it's okay, twenty two, so, but yeah. So I I'm I'm not really concerned about what happened last week. What I am hopeful for is that they say, all right, AJ Dillon has a role, but it's it's got to shrink, and they go back to leaning on Aaron Jones a little bit more. And I think that that's something that we could reasonably hope for, given how efficient he's been over the balance of the season and how less efficient Dillon's been over yeah. the, the balance of the season. What? Here, my um, I think one thing to consider if you're buying low on Aaron Jones, and man, I hope that he's the best buy low candidate ever because I would like for him to be a top 12 running back rest of season. Are you still good with buying low if he's bad the next two weeks? I think you should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm just it's, buying lower. It's at Washington, Washington and, and it's at Buffalo. But um, yeah, he sh- but he if he's involved in the passing game, that kind of makes him much much more bus proof you know but he's not but he hasn't been <laughs> well i mean he has been he's had three catches in every game but one yeah I, yeah that's a 50 catch pace it's just he's not had enough of a role and he's really i mean it's his lowest yards per target in a full season he's ever played so he's not been particularly efficient on those on those targets either Two touchdowns this year for a guy who scores a lot of touchdowns. All right, that's Aaron Jones. So it sounds like Dave is more willing to buy low on Aaron Jones. You guys both like the idea of buying low on Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, the Fantasy Football Today DFS podcast. You should definitely listen to that one. Great DFS advice from Sia Najad and Mike McClure. And it streams live at youtube.com slash Today. So do all of our podcasts, by the way, if you ever want to see us. You can watch us live or you can watch us on demand, youtube.com slash Today. But FFT DFS is Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern and Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, again, with Sia Najad and Mike McClure. And if you can't catch it live, just subscribe to the podcast. All right, Dave, who are we selling high on? The Cardinals' offense has been awful this year. They've been below average in offensive EPA, just below league average with 19 points per game, 10th worst in red zone touchdown rate, and Having DeAndre Hopkins come back is going to solve all those problems. I'm not buying it. I've been trying. I I stashed Hopkins in a handful of leagues. I wasn't drafting him particularly early because I didn't want to deal with waiting for him. But in a few leagues, I did get him because the value was too good on draft day. And now here he is coming back. If I'm good at wide receiver and I've got Hopkins on my bench, I'm trying to flip him now because I think the public perception on DeAndre Hopkins is that he's still among the most elite receivers in fantasy football. And I don't I don't think that that's the case. I don't think that was the case last year. Kyler's been playing very erratically. The offensive line is continuing to break down. They just traded for Robbie Anderson. He'll take work away. I think Ertz lives and stays on in this offense and has a significant role from game to game. I'm I'm trying to sell high on DeAndre Hopkins. Not saying that you should just get rid of him and get whatever you can for him, but the whole fact that like they're talking about a snap count after he's been gone for the first six games of the season makes me wonder just how good a shape could he possibly be in? 
So I'm I'm shopping them around, and it just so happens to be that there's a team in every league that lost Marquise Brown last week. Yeah, they could use DeAndre Hopkins. Offer him up. Okay. Would you rather have rest of season DeAndre Hopkins or Jalen Waddle? Waddle. Heath. Um. Yeah, I think I'd still rather have Waddle. I was surprised with how high Hopkins came out in my projections for this week, and I may have to lower it a little bit. I know he he said that he does not want a snap count. He's ready to play all of the snaps, so it will be interesting to see who wins that battle. Um. But like, as far as will he fix the entire Arizona offense, the the difference between Kyler Murray with DeAndre Hopkins on the field and Kyler Murray without DeAndre Hopkins on the field is the difference between a good quarterback and a bad NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's been a massive difference in his play with Hopkins. So it, he might fix everything, just his presence. But I mostly agree with Dave. I don't, I don't think he's probably the same guy. He didn't earn the same target share last year. Um, we'll see. Do you okay. have the breakdown by year of how Kyler was with and without DeAndre Hopkins? Yes. Well, I mean, I could. It would take me a few minutes to look it's gonna it up. It's going to take a lot of Azer setting because no, I can just tell <laughs> you that rule out this game and that game, right? I can just tell you that he was. I think I a could star do it when before the Hopkins injury. He was, I want to say, a top three quarterback last okay. year, and then the, the year before that, Hopkins played the whole year, and Kyler was the number one quarter, quarterback in fantasy until he hurt his shoulder. So it wasn't necessarily about DeAndre Hopkins, um, but we have seen. Basically, like a half a season, two years in a row, where Kyler Murray has been a truly elite quarterback. Uh, the first year, it was the shoulder injury. The second year, it was the Hopkins absence. But I, I really want to move on, guys. We have a lot to get to today. So, Heath, who's your buy low? Who's your sell high? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Real quick, Hopkins or Hopkins or Pittman? Rest of season. Pittman, Pittman. and PPR. Pittman all the way around. Zeke or Hopkins? I think you can get more in trade for Hopkins, certainly in PPR right now, than Zeke. That's just entirely dependent on whether I need a running back or wide receiver. Hopkins or Ken Walker? Walker. Um, yeah. All right, Heath, who's your favorite sell high? I really struggle to find one. Um, just, But I think it's hard to say this. It's kind of like the Ezekiel Elliott one. Like he's coming off his best game, and I'm saying buy low based on what he's been so far. But I think Cortland Sutton if anybody thinks he is a borderline number one wide receiver, like we all had him ranked last week, um, like he's been so far this season, I just, man, the injuries are piling up for Russell Wilson. We've seen the target share was, it was more targets for Jerry Judy last week. I just don't know for sure if they're going to get this thing fixed in Denver. And I don't know for sure still that Cortland Sutton's going to be the best Broncos wide receiver every week. Cortland Sutton went from the number 15 wide receiver per game in the first five weeks of the season to number 28 after week six when he had two catches for 14 yards on three targets. And I'd also, like, if somebody thinks the last two weeks means this is what you're going to get from Gabe Davis every week, you should definitely be selling high on him, too. All right. News and notes. Deshaun Watson remains on track to return from his suspension, which would mean a week 13 return. Russell Wilson may not play this week. He's got a hamstring injury. He's pretty beat up. They get the Jets this week. Andy Dalton was limited in practice with a back injury. We're ranking him as if he will start on Thursday at Arizona. And Kenny Pickett, Mike Tomlin said Kenny Pickett will start if he clears the concussion protocol there at Miami on Sunday night. It has been difficult with the new rules for players to clear the concussion protocol within a week. Uh, Running back news, Nathaniel Hackett said that Melvin Gordon didn't do anything wrong. (laughs) Who leads the Broncos and carries this week against the Jets? What's your best bet? Latavius, Latavius Murray. Murray. This week, I don't think there's any reason to think anything. There's like Latavius Murray. I should and have brought this Cecil up. Cecil Lammy was saying before the game that he thought that Murray would get a shot to, to do it. So, yeah, I, I should have brought this up yesterday, but because I was probably a little more enthused about adding Murray. Do you think how realistic is it that the Broncos cut or trade Melvin Gordon? He's on a one-year deal, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, they could get rid of him. I, I don't. I don't know that they want to, but if he's disgruntled, you know, is it out of the question that they move on from him? I would say it's more likely he's cut or traded than leads the team in carries next week. Okay, but I don't know. He is on a one-year deal, right? 
So. Very little. I mean, it's a couple million bucks in dead money if they yeah. if they move on. Got Wal- they got Walmart money now. A third of that's already gone, though. Yeah. Right? Actually, they save a little bit if they trade him. Hey. But I, I who's who's looking for a twenty nine year old running back? Rams. So Who else? I don't know. <laughs> that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, all right. James Conner mispractice. He's probably not going to play. Uh, Deshaun Jackson signed with the Ravens. Do you care? I'm happy for him. Oh, are you? No, that's, that's great. I'm not happy for him. Yeah, I think that's... Um, I'm happy for Lamar. There's probably going to be one game where Deshaun Jackson scores two touchdowns and has 170 yards receiving. Chris Olave says he plans on playing, but uh, Mike Thomas and Jarvis Landry are not expected to play. Keenan Allen is moving in the right direction. They have Seattle this week. They're hoping he can practice in full this week. Some trade... Notes from ESPN's Jeremy Fowler. Christian McCaffrey is kind of being loosely linked, I guess, to the Rams and the 49ers. Teams are keeping an eye on Kadarius Toney, and teams have inquired about Kendrick Bourne of the Patriots. And Miami could be willing to listen to offers for Mike Kosicki. Okay, some defense news. Marshawn Lattimore likely out for tomorrow's game. Logan Ryan, Tampa Bay starting safety, He's on IR with a fractured foot. They were with already without two other defensive backs last week. Sean Murphy bunting and safety Mike Edwards. We'll see if they come back at Carolina. Dustin Hopkins, great game. Walk-off kick for the Chargers in week six. He is now out two to four weeks with a hamstring strain. Indianapolis owner Jim Ursay said there's consideration for removing Washington owner Dan Snyder. This could get messy. And we will have a Black Friday NFL game on Amazon Prime next season. So the Friday after Thanksgiving, there will be an afternoon football game, and it'll be half off. All right, let's do the worryometer here. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Uh, worryometer for Kyler Murray, zero to ten. Zero is not worried at all. He's fine. Ten is wow. This is a problem. Five, three. But if it's bad this week, I will escalate that to a seven. Okay. Well, the Saints defense has been just pitiful lately. They can't tackle anyone. Let's hope that uh, somehow the Cardinals can take this, advantage. And this should maybe be a Cliff Kingsbury one. Like, how worried are we about Cliff Kingsbury? Because the, the offense just does not look very good. And they had – I don't think that Marquise Brown, Zach Ertz, and Rondale Moore is a bad set of weaponries, weaponry. So it, it's – hopefully DeAndre Hopkins unlocks something. Right. I don't think Hopkins, Robbie, Rondale, and Ertz is a bad set either. That's especially if you don't have a run game. But they're they're going to have problems with their offensive line, especially against the Saints, who've started to put the pressure on more. Game after game after game, they've been better at getting to the quarterback. This is this is going to be a challenge for Kyler on uh, on Thursday. I'm still calling him a starter, and I'm kind of excited to just see what we get out of Hopkins. I've got him ranked as a top 24 receiver this week. I was Rondale's I was a good flex. Well, very we're encouraged. There's a night preview right now. No, no, um, not yet. We haven't no, sang the song. Um, I, I've, if I've got Kyler, I am not, I'm not prioritizing carrying a second quarterback. Okay. And I believe they have a late buy anyway. So you could wait a little while on that. All right, how about Tom Brady? He is the number 15 QB per game in four-point, number 16 per game in six-point per passing touchdown leagues. Tom Brady, very low touchdown rate. And I feel like that's the case for most of the guys on the Worryometer, Heath. Um, And did you know, by the way, that Tampa Bay allows the fewest pressures? They have the lowest pressure rate allowed. It's not because their line is so great. It's because Tom Brady gets rid of the ball quicker than every quarterback. But that's been the case all three years in Tampa Bay. He's been, you know... uh, top four in quickest release, basically. He's been among the fastest to get rid of the ball. Uh, but yeah, t- uh, is it just touchdowns? What's your worryometer, Heath? You can start on Tom Brady, 0-10. to 10. Um, It might be more of like a 6. Ooh. 0-10. to 10. The intended air yards per pass attempt is the lowest it's been since he's been in Tampa Bay. It's actually the lowest it's been in the last five years, but it's closer to what he did in New England than what he's done in Tampa Bay. Um, so I think that there's a reason to believe like it's not just the touchdown rate with him. His yards per pass attempt at 6.7 or 7.6.7 is the lowest it's been since he's been in Tampa Bay. Um, and he's 45 years old. Like there's a chance that there's just some, some decrease and, and he's got a lot going on too. 
Um, <laughs> so I'm, yeah. I'm slight. That's that wasn't a joke at all. Oh, you, the, I thought like you meant he, the wedding stuff. Yeah, the personal. You're right. He's got a lot going on in his personal life. Sorry, didn't mean to laugh at that. Right. Um. So I, I'm, I'm slightly concerned. That's more six concerned is, than I am with six Kyler. Six is more than slightly. All right, Dave. Where are you? Yeah. Uh, zero to ten. I'll put him at the same spot as I have Kyler. So five. I, I want to say zero. That the offensive line would get itself worked out, and it, it hasn't quite happened yet. And Brady is still – he's he really nailed it. Just getting rid of the ball quickly. The air yards aren't there. He's not throwing deep as much. It's it's a little problematic. He doesn't have Antonio Brown screeching downfield like he did in the past. And they, I feel like they need that component to their offense. They need somebody who can threaten downfield, and that might change the way that defenses play them a little bit. Evans is the only guy that's really doing that right now. All right, the, the he, counter. He, he he averaged 7.5 yards per pass attempt combined his first two years in Tampa Bay. He has averaged better than 7.5 yards per pass attempt, or 7.5, once. That was week one. Okay, but, but here's the season. counter. He's had very few, you know, he has not had a lot of Evans and Godwin out there. And they are now throwing 42, 52, 52, and 40 times in the last four games. Oh, thank goodness. I mean, that gives him a shot at 250 yards every week. He's been over that, he's been over that in three of those four games. 271, 385, 351, and 243. Mm-hmm. It just has a really, really low touchdown rate. And every year it's, hey, he's 43. He's 44, you know? How many times has Tom Brady been counted out? I'm, surpri- I'm surprised Nobody's you guys... Out. You, I'm surprised you guys are asking... I thought it was going to be like a two. I guess I, I, I see all your points. I see all your points. Um, he's another one of those quarterbacks that you've got him on your team. You might not be happy with what he's giving you. What are your options? Who's on the... Is Matt Ryan coming to rescue you this right. week? Or, you can do it if you want to. Same thing with Garoppolo. Do they have more upside than Tom Brady? Uh, I think Ryan might. I think Ryan might. Maybe maybe the case could be made for Garoppolo. He's playing Carolina this week. If you, they can run the ball, th- this is the other thing, is that, and this is why he's throwing so much, too. They can't run the ball that well. Again, the offensive line isn't that great. Yeah. Leonard Fournette, not exactly the pitcher of explosiveness. And, so there, as long as this <laughs> continues to be the case, Brady should be able to compile solid to good Fantasy numbers. Will he have a lot of 300-yard and three and four touchdown games? Eh, probably not. But for guys who were drafted, like I, we were ranking them as top six quarterbacks, it's not the benchometer. It's like I'm yeah. I'm worried neither of them are going to live up to what I paid for him. I, mean, I guess I'm a little worried because he doesn't have Gronk. He doesn't have Antonio Brown. But we did see a few games last year where it was just Godwin, Godwin and Evans. I think there were three games, and Brady scored more than 30 points in two of them. I see a ton of pass attempts. I see some almost touchdowns. He had some bad luck a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm less worried, but okay. It's all right. Uh, I was going to put Aaron Jones on there, but we already talked about him. So here's one thing I'm definitely not worried about, and that is the way I look in my Indochino suit. It is a thing of beauty. If you want an Indochino suit, if you want anything from Indochino, all the menswear that they have, great shirts, you know, sweaters, just a lot of great stuff, menswear that you should be really checking out. Just go to Indochino.com. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com and use the code FFT for 50 bucks off any purchase of $3.99 or more. And I've talked to people who pay $800, $1,000 for a custom suit. You don't even have to approach that at Indochino.com. You can shop their made-for-you suits starting at just $449, premium fitted shirts starting at just $89. You can fine-tune every detail. If you don't have a custom suit, you probably don't know what you're missing. I didn't know what I was missing until I got a suit from Indochino, and it is by far my best suit. I wear it whenever I can. I get compliments a lot. I enjoy wearing it. It's not just, I didn't have to take it to the tailor. I mean, you buy something cheaper, and then you have to take it to the tailor, and all of a sudden, you're paying more money, and it's not nearly as good. So just do it the right way and go to Indochino. Uh, You're going to absolutely love your suit. Again, design your perfect suit with Indochino. Get $50 off any purchase of $3.99 or more and use the promo code FFT at Indochino.com. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Promo code is FFT for Indochino. Back to the worryometer. 
Who's next? Joe Mixon is next. He is number 22 per game in non-PPR, number 17 per game in full PPR. And Joe Mixon, he doesn't play much on third down, but he does catch a lot of passes. Uh, he also has, what, 14 or fewer carries in three of the last four games? Kind of sneaky there. Zero to 10, Dave, on Joe Mixon. Zero. He's on my team. He's got good upside every single week, pretty much regardless of the matchup. There's nothing to sweat with Joe Mixon. Heath? Yeah, we are using a different scale. But uh, I, I will say three. Um, maybe four. Okay. Like, I'm uh, not benching Joe using? Mixon, but... I, um, how worried am I that he is not going to deliver on cost? Okay. Yeah, be a disappointment this year. Mm, you always have to like he has been so far. You, you always you always have to define the scales. What, what would you like that? What, what would you like? I think. Like, just, what, what am I doing wrong? Here? I think just Ten? in general. I mean, that's fine. No, that's fine. I, that's just like a general. Hey, are you worried about this guy? You know, don't you? I think you may be overthinking it a little bit, Heath. I just want you to roll with the punches. You know, roll with I the. He's RB twenty two on the year. We drafted him as RB five. He's RB seventeen in PPR. For the it's record. worrying. Uh, yeah, I mean, it. his inefficiency has been very worrying. He is averaging 5.6 yards per carry in each of his last two games, so hopefully that continues. Doesn't sound like you're terribly worried about him. One thing I will point out, his playoff schedule, Joe Mixon's playoff schedule, Bucks, Bad. Patriots, Bills, and that is number one, number three, and number eight against running backs so far. Uh, we can worry about that maybe a little later in the year. Would you rather have Mixon or Swift? Mixon, because... We don't know exactly. We think Swift is coming back this week. We don't know how long he'll last. Okay. Yeah, I'd say Mixon. All right. Worryometer on Cortland Sutton. Talked about him a little bit earlier, so we can go quickly here. Like I said, he was 15th per game before week six, and now now he's 28th. Um, but he's still 16th in targets among wide receivers. I don't know. Worryometer on Sutton. Would you mind if I made one last quick point on Mixon? Go for it. Heath, correct me if I'm wrong. Yards before contact per rush. That's indicative of a lot of things, but certainly a lot of how the offensive line is playing and getting off the snap and creating a push for their running back. Would you agree yeah. that that's part of it? Is that a yes? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. His his yards before contact per rush mixins has gone up over the past two games. Yeah. 3.07 two weeks ago, 2.25 last week. It's against the Ravens and the Saints. Those are not slouchy defenses against the run. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right, Corlin Sutton, 0 to 10. I'm going to try using Heath's scale. And I'm going to put it at 4 if Russell Wilson's healthy, 7 if Russell Wilson is out for an extended period of time. Yeah, I'll split the difference, 5 or 6. Okay. Would you rather have Corlin Sutton or DeAndre Hopkins? Hopkins. If, if, all right, so again, if Russell Wilson is okay and he's going to play, I'd rather have Sutton. If he's going to miss four weeks because he's got a problem with his hamstring, is it? Then I'd rather have Nuke. Right, but you have to, you don't know. So that's part of the I value. Don't know. So I guess I'd lean toward Sutton because I don't know. I think I'd lean toward Hopkins because I'm worried about Russell Wilson. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's probably what it comes down to. Just how worried are you about Russell Wilson? No, I'm worried about Russell Wilson even when he's healthy. Well, how are you about him playing? Because, yes, if, right. if, if he's playing, is, it's still better than Russell. Ripping. Okay, this is a fair question. If Russell will, it, who's better right now, Russell Wilson, given how he's played this year, or Brett Rippon? Russell Wilson. Wilson. I think so too, but I think it just needed to be asked. I also want to point out that before last week, Cortland Sutton had a 28% target share. He had 417 yards. He had a 63% catch rate, 46 targets in five games. It's got to be nine targets a game. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm banking on that guy coming back and not what we saw in week six being the case the rest of the season. Yeah, he was on pace before week six. Sutton was on pace for 99 catches, over 1,400 yards, only three touchdowns on 156 targets. All right, DK Metcalf. Like if we get word, I'm sorry, Adam, if we get word late this week that Russ is fine, uh, I'll disagree with Heath and say that Cortland is a buy low, but low low. Try and take advantage of this bad game. DK Metcalf zero to ten. 
oh. five because he's kind of been what he was drafted to be with Geno Smith playing out of his mind. <laughs> and now we and don't so, know if it's what if Geno Smith just like I don't think Geno Smith's going to go back to being awful. He's going to be awful the rest of the way. But what if he's just a an average quarterback the rest of the way? Mm-hmm. How much? Like what is what is DK Metcalf considering that it seems like he's just slightly like he's at, at the very least he is not clearly ahead of Tyler Lockett. I don't think yeah. he is, and I think you can make the case that he's not. I also am a little bit concerned that they they just won a game, and after the game, Pete Carroll said, yes, this is how I want to win games. Running the ball, great defense, not throwing like crazy. This is the Pete Carroll way. This is why Russ got out of Seattle. And if Kenneth Walker is going to continue to be a, an awesome rushing presence, and I think he will, it's going to take pass attempts out of Geno Smith's pocket that takes targets away from DK and Tyler Lockett. I think he's on the money if five, if not a six for DK Metcalf. Sutton or Metcalf? Sutton. If Drew, if Sutton, if Russ is okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, how about Metcalf or? But I think you can get more in trade for Metcalf right now than you can for Sutton. Uh, would you rather have Metcalf or uh, Damian Pierce? Pierce. Brandon Cooks. What? Metcalf. Okay. Hmm. Flip a coin. You love Brandon Cooks. I think he's a terrific buy low too, but I I, I would still rather have DK. Kyle Pitts Man, zero I don't to think ten. Either one of them are top twenty four wide receivers. I think they both are. Kyle Pitts zero to ten. Or I think they both will be uh, ten. Nine. If if anybody like and I wrote this in the tight end preview this week, if anybody in your league thinks that that touchdown down <laughs> means Kyle Pitts is back, I would trade him for basically a starter at any position. They their pass volume is so low. He's not the number one option on his team. He was third on targets behind Alameda Zacchaeus, who is, by the way, we should give him a little bit of credit having a remarkable year in terms of efficiency. He won't keep it up, but it's incredible what he's done so far. Um, it's, it's one of the lowest pass volume offenses in the NFL. He's not the number one offense and he's not connecting with Marcus Mariota. I don't know if this is because of coverage or because of a lack of chemistry with those two, but Mariota has been better throwing to just about everybody besides Kyle Pitts. Yeah, he throws to Drake London a lot more than he throws to Kyle Pitts and Kyle Pitts is lining up in line a lot more this year than he was last year. So he's lining up in the slot and out wide less than less frequently than he was. And they, yeah, and can they continue throwing this infrequently? Probably not. But look at their schedule. I mean, they do have Cincinnati this week, then the Chargers, Carolina twice, the Bears, Washington, Pittsburgh. They got a lot of games that they could win or at least be very competitive, and they're competitive every week. And that's the thing is like every week, not every week, but that's a bit of an exaggeration, but they are eight to 10 point underdogs against playoff teams. And, oh, it's they're either winning or even yep. in the second half, it's a two score game in the second half and they run the ball 14 times to close it to a one score game. They haven't lost the game yet this year by more than six points, I think. Uh, one thing I want to check out with them is AJ Terrell because Casey Hayward is on IR, right? Casey Hayward's out for a while. I think I think Terrell's going to be okay and I think Oliver's going to be okay. So they may, don't quote me on that. They start practicing on Wednesday. Uh, we could have an update by Friday. All right, we got to get going. Guys. I'm sorry, Dave. We got to get going here on the Warriometer so we can preview the game and look at the he most traded He ran two list. routes in the red zone last week. You got very lucky with Kyle Pitts. J.K. Dobbins. I thought you were going to say he ran two routes last week. J.K. Dobbins, 0 to 10, mm-hmm. Warriometer. Six. Eight. I, I don't like the fact that there's no progress being made. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just like he may not be healthy all year. I hope he I hope he is, but there's no reason to be encouraged right now. No. We were told though, expect a slow first half of the year for J.K. Dobbins, and that by the second half of the year he would get going a little bit more. I'm holding out hope that that's the case. If there's another problem that I see here, this is where Baltimore has ranked in running back carries the last four seasons. Seventh, thirteenth, thirtieth, and now thirty first. And if he's splitting with Gus Edwards, maybe maybe uh, Kenyon Drake is still involved. 
they just throw the ball more than they used to, and they run the ball with running backs uh, less frequently, much, much less frequently than they used I, to. I don't know how much that changes. I, I don't know how much that is related to their confidence in their running backs. Yeah. Yeah, I just right don't know now, if they're going to go back to that, confidence. that offense that we saw. Well, and last ago. year, confidence, too. Well, like last year, they were running sure, Delonta Freeman year. and Tavius Murray out there. Yes. So I, I expect, and this could be wrong, if J.K. Dobbins gets back to 100%, you will see their running back carries increase in the second half of the season. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure it's going to get back up to you know seventh or maybe maybe 13th is realistic. Could be league average. Yeah. Okay, let's take a break here, and when we come back, we'll talk about New Orleans at Arizona. We'll look at the most traded lists. We'll try to answer some of your emails. I do want to talk about Josh Jacobs and Christian Kirk and a few other players that I think are pretty interesting right now. But this is a big game we're going to talk about this for fantasy purposes. So we'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Dave, what's going on on Thursday night? Nah, 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 nah. New Orleans is at Arizona. That's what's going on. Okay. How do you guys feel about Chris Olave? And then who's your favorite wide receiver in the game? You like Olave or Hopkins? I like Hopkins over Olave. I like fresh legs against the Saints defense that doesn't have Marshawn Lattimore. And probably more targets for Hopkins than for Olave. And Adam, you deserve all the credit in the world for sniffing out Arizona and how good they've been against the pass. I took a look at what they did defensively last week because they they shut down Metcalf and Lockett last week. And what they basically do is they rush four defensive players, and then their other seven defenders all fall back into coverage, uh, like anywhere from 7 to 20 yards downfield. They really deter taking away the big play. It's showing up in the stats. It's pretty much what they do. And the Seahawks countered with a bunch of short passes. And that's his own defense in a nutshell. And I actually thought that Arizona's pass rush was pretty good last week. They can do the exact same thing this week and really limit Chris Olave, who, for for all the excitement he's delivered, does have just four catches in his last two games. He did leave both briefly with injuries, but he didn't miss a ton of time. But he did miss right. time. The he, second game more so than, or the most recent he, game more so than week four. It is incredible that he still leads. The NFL and air yards. Yeah. Well, he had a 300-yard air game. But he, yeah, he, that's, that's what concerns me, Heath. And the thing is, I have Olave in two leagues, and I, I'm not even considering sitting him. I just think he's been way too good. He makes contested catches. He looks like a freaking stud. So maybe he mm-hmm. can beat this matchup, but they are, the, they are arguably the best against number one wide receivers. I think Devontae Adams had 12 yards against them. And... uh and they are the best, arguably the best at, at limiting the deep ball. This is exactly what this is the worst matchup, I think, on paper for Chris Olave. Uh, so it, it you know, is especially think? because Michael Thomas isn't there. Like if Thomas was there, you could argue maybe they'll treat Thomas like the number one wide receiver and Olave is going to have a monster game because some number two wide receivers have had decent days against them. Yeah, but it's the air yards, too. I mean, it's the fact that this, what he does well. You win downfield is exactly what Arizona takes away very successfully. 
How many receivers have had 90 yards against Arizona this year? I'm going to say zero. Yeah, zero. How many? It is zero. How many have had 90 yards against them in the last two seasons, this season and last season? Definitely definitely a handful. Five? Well, how many is a handful? Five, six. You got it, six. The the two players who had the best games against them this year were Juju and Devontae Smith. Um, Juju actually had kind of a high A dot in week one. Devontae Smith did not. So it's a lot of yak. That's what they do. They give up yak. They don't give up air yards. But again, so so we've laid out this case against Olave, but like I said, I can't get him out of my lineup, especially with those four teams on by this week. Where do you guys have him ranked? Top 24, but just inside. I think 20 or 21 is, is where mm-hmm. he is. Um, like there are some guys who I probably am not brave enough to start over him, but I have mm-hmm. ranked in the same range. Yeah. Um, Alan, Alan Lazard. I might start Lazard over him. Um, I've got Rondale Moore in full PPR back-to-back with him. Mm. Um, Josh Reynolds is right in that range. Okay. So, I have Lazard over him by one spot. So let's talk about... All right, Kamara's the easy call. Obviously, you're starting him. If you took Eno Benjamin, and the Saints' run defense is not what it's been in the previous like four years, basically. You took Eno Benjamin... DeAndre Hopkins, Rondell Moore, and Chris Olave. How would you rank them in PPR? I would go Hopkins, Olave, Rondell, Eno. Uh, right now, I have it Hopkins, Eno, Rondell, Olave. I'm out on Eno. He's a flex the best. Yeah, see, that's it. I, I understand the efficiency was awful last week, but assuming that Connor and Williams are both out, he got 18 touches. Um, I don't think his efficiency is going to be as bad as it was last week. It hasn't been all year, so I will just bet on the touches. Yeah, it was right. 15 carries, three catches against a terrible run defense last week. But again, Saints run defense has been bad. They're giving up 4.64 yards per carry to running backs. They do allow the fewest receiving yards per game to running backs. Yeah, that's part of the reason why I'm out on Eno. But the team that allows the most receiving yards to running backs, he wasn't that good against. Maybe it'll just be a flip. No, no Seattle, Seattle's got a lot better in that. It's, the Chiefs are the new Seattle uh, through six games anyway. But uh, you know, what he, he had three for 28. Look, you'll take three for 28 receiving. That's pretty damn good. You know, pretty damn solid anyway. Um, okay, so would you start Eno Benjamin or um, Aaron Jones? Jones. Uh, Jones. Not quite as obviously as Dave, but yes, Jones. <laughs> How about Eno Benjamin or Clyde Edwards Elaire at San Francisco? Eno. I believe I have Clyde higher, but that one's going to be closer. Eno Benjamin or Najee Harris at Miami? Eno. I am double checking where I have Najee before I. Spew Najee over Eno. I have Eno or Najee higher. Would you start Chris Olave, Rondell Moore, or a Seahawks wide receiver this week? Seahawks receiver. Um. Yeah, lock it. Would you start Chris Olave, Rondell Moore, or Brian Robinson against Green Bay? Both receivers. What's the format? Half PPR. Olave, Robinson, Rondale. Okay. I'm not starting Rondale unless it's full PPR. And Zach Ertz is a must start. What about, oh, Taysom Hill. What about our good friend Taysom Hill? Where do you have him ranked? Yay, our buddy Taysom Hill who, you know, roll the dice every week. Touchdown or bust. Tight end. That's what he is. Um... Top six in non-PPR, 12 or 13 in full PPR. I mean, that sounds about right. Cardinals against everybody, it's 4.3 yards per carry this season. Um, Ranked 20th in yards before contact allowed. So there's a chance. There's a chance that Taysom could rip off a couple of decent runs and, and always a chance that he can score. I don't really even think that like how other teams have been against the run applies to Taysom. Me either. How come? He's a he's a complete not completely unique, but it's not like they're handing the ball off to him and have some scheme to hit the the 
the, the certain hole. Like he, he's running read options and, and all kinds of things that other teams mostly don't do. It's kind of like Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Like they can face a good run defense and just gash them because it's a different run offense than the, those defenses are used to face. I, I agree to a point, but I also think that the Saints would be more willing to put Taysom Hill on the field more if it was a favorable matchup. Like if they were going up against a team that you knew, like the Seattle game is an example of that. They took on one of the worst run defenses in the league. Look what Taysom Hill did. Would you start Taysom Hill in full PPR over any of the following players? George Kittle, Kyle Pitts, TJ Hawkinson. Nope. Pitts is the one that's really, really tough. I would probably start Pitts, but... I am going to have to start him over Dalton Schultz this week, unfortunately, because I just won't know about Dalton Schultz's status by the Thursday night game. Uh, but if I knew, but if in a world where Dalton Schultz were completely healthy, even with how bad he's been with Cooper Rush, I would start him over Taysom Hill. hundred percent. It's yes. it's who is more likely to score Taysom Hill on three to five carries or Kyle Pitts on three to five targets. See, I think Hill will have more than three or five carries. I think he'll get closer. He's, I think he's had like nine or 10 touches. But the past couple of games, he had four pass attempts last week. But his, his history says even if it's the same number of rushes for Hill and targets for Pitts, Hill's way more likely to score. Yeah, much more. Yeah, because yeah. Well, exactly. that's why you rank him ahead in non PPR. I think it's closer in full PPR. Uh, and uh, Kyler Murray is a must start guy this week. So DSTs, any interest in a DST? Hmm. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, is that it? I think that's it. I don't think there's... No Traquan Smith. Nah. Like, wait, that's it, right? Okay, Dave, do it again. Nah, 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 nah. Nah. All right. Let's take a look at the most traded list on CBS Sports uh, in our fantasy leagues here. Najee Harris and Ezekiel Elliott and Jeff Wilson and Jonathan Taylor and Clyde Edwards. Oh, my. They're all running backs. Your most traded players, the top six or seven, are all running backs. Najee Harris, Ezekiel Elliott, Jeff Wilson, Jonathan Taylor, Clyde, A.J. Dillon, and Ken Walker, and then it's Kyle Pitts. Uh, would you guys be giving away giving away now or trying to acquire Najee Harris? I'd be trying to give him away now. Yes. Uh, how about Ezekiel Elliott? We already buy we already I'd rather have Zeke than Najee. How about yeah. Jeff Wilson? Yeah, punt. Elijah Mitchell's going to come back eventually. That'll mess up. That'll mess up. Uh, Wilson's played well enough to continue having a role in the offense, so he'll still play, but he might be eight to ten touches a week. But we And Jamie said this yesterday as well. Like I, He's eligible. Has there been a report that Elijah Mitchell is... No, we don't know when it's happening. It still could be another couple of weeks. Because the original estimate was, was 10 weeks. Eight to 10, yep. Um. Oh. Hmm? You okay? We're hoping he comes back after the bye week is what Shanahan said wow. four days ago. That's in three that's three weeks from now. So that's two games, then a bye. You've got time. You've got time to make a move off of Wilson if you want. And he's also someone how about this? You need a running back, you try to get Aaron Jones, can't get him. You try to get Ezekiel Elliott, can't get him. You go to the person that's got Jeff Wilson and you say, Hey man, Elijah Mitchell's coming back soon. Coach is counting on it. Should probably trade him off your team. Here, here's a bench player for him. Here's a good. Here's a here's a decent number three receiver for him. Try and get him on the cheap that way. Here's my issue though. He's got the Chiefs this week. I mean, mm. the the Forty ers defense looked bad last week. They gave up twenty eight points to the Falcons. They were brutal. They they, they were might, brutal against throws. They might and get Mario to runs. They might get give up thirty points this week to the Chiefs. That's bad for Jeff Wilson, you know, and he's not catching passes. So, you know, I'm just wondering if, if we should just trade him because this 49ers defense is not going to allow Jeff Wilson to be worth starting. I don't think you can get anything for Jeff Wilson. I agreed. I don't think you should All expect right. to get much. Someone who needs a running back will give you something, but it's not going to be it's not going to be great. All right, let's go quickly on the list here. Jonathan Taylor, give it away now or got to get you into my life. In my life, that's a yeah. beautiful song, right? Got to get uh, you. In I my mean, life. good good luck getting him in your life, though, because the people who've been sitting on him still probably value him as 
close to the number one overall pick in fantasy. Uh, okay. <laughs> like if we were redrafting today, is he a round one pick? Yes. Agreed. So but you should expect to pay that. I would rather have Eckler, McCaffrey, mm-hmm. Saquon, mm-hmm. Cup, mm-hmm. Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Not sure about Andrews. There yes. is some, like we've had, and this is, maybe we're underestimating mm-hmm. this. How many times in the past have we looked back in our year-end review and said, well, yeah, but there were those six weeks that he was playing through the high ankle sprain where he wasn't very good about multiple running backs. If he for sure had a high ankle sprain, then he probably won't play this week because this will be the third week since he had it. And you should expect some serious... um lack of efficiency from him the rest of the year is that what it is do we know for sure that that's what it is i think they've been guarded okay so we don't know we don't know for sure that it's a high ankle sprain so i I, you know what speaking of high ankle sprains it's not clear that david montgomery had one and he only missed one game but i forgot to bring this up i didn't actually see it but uh schneier brought it up last night on the live stream uh, that, the report, the yeah, hot hand report. That the, the Bears yeah. are going to go hot hand at running back. Great. I, I mean, it's great if you've got Khalil Herbert. You can start him when they've got a really easy matchup. Well, we're talking trade here, so is now the time to get Khalil Herbert? 79% rostered, by the way. When will you feel confident starting Herbert when Montgomery is also healthy? What if he just you should him? have Khalil Herbert rostered. You're not giving up someone you value on your team to acquire him, I don't think. Yeah, no, right, exactly. But he's very cheap right now. He's just viewed as a handcuff. But he, he might just be better than David Montgomery, and maybe he, by the last six weeks of the season or something, is the guy. It's uh, entirely possible, and we've gone down this path before, comparing Herbert to Montgomery, and... I feel like I do still feel like he's the better player, but it's not like Montgomery's been a slouch. Joseph right, wants know, to know if I you know would he was on trade. Thursday, but the week game before he was the guy. Joseph wants They've to know if you running would tra- backs who can get the job done. <laughs> Joseph wants to know if you would trade Jonathan Taylor for Ezekiel Elliott. No, no, what? No, don't do that. Uh, okay, and that's gonna do it for that. Buy, sell, hold is this segment here. We'll go fast. Christian Kirk, buy, sell, hold. Hold. Yeah, hold. I might sell off a big game, though. Buy, sell, hold. Josh Jacobs, number five running back in fantasy. Can't buy because his price is through the roof, so hold. Uh, If I can buy for number two running back value, I would. Oh, yes. Like, he was a low-end number two at the beginning of the year, and there are people who have just never really believed in him, so... I think Josh McDaniels used to be one of those people, and now he does. If you if you have Jacobs and you don't have Zamir White, you're hurting yourself. Because I think Zamir White could be pretty good if Jacobs went down. And if you acquire Jacobs, then acquire Zamir White too. So it sounds like you guys are basically buying the production, maybe not as a top five guy, but you're you're buying this surprise season from Josh Jacobs. I think he's a top twelve running back. Yeah, I would yep. yes. I'd has a tight a little bit on the surprise, but yes. Just yes. based I on think ADP, he's higher than I mean, top twelve too. He's obviously outperformed ADP. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes. Yes. Buy, sell, hold Lamar Jackson. Hold if not buy. Buy. Buy, sell, hold Travis Etienne. That's a buy. Buy. Would you rather have Etienne or DeAndre Hopkins? Hopkins. Hopkins. Lazard or ETN? Lazard. Dave, you said ETN? No, I said Lazard. Heath, you said ETN? I said ETN. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Raheem Mostert, buy, sell, hold. Sell. Sell. But you're not going to get anything. I'm taking it back. If I had Raheem Mostert on my bench, I would trade, and like a good stable of running backs, I'd trade him for Khalil Herbert. Straight up? I, you'd get that I'd deal rather, done. Someone would take that. I'd rather have Herbert on my bench than Mostert. I've got I've got Mostert higher on the trade chart because it's obvious he is a starting running back right now. Mm-hmm. 
But I, you can see the downside. You know what he is. He's never going to have high value in a trade. If the best you can get for him is Khalil Herbert, man, I'd probably unless I had Montgomery, I'd probably just hang on to him. All right, Heath, you ready for your favorite segment? Yeah. You know what it is? No. This is the segment where Adam didn't have time to put emails in the notes, so he's just going to read them without you having oh, a chance to look at them first, and you're going to have to answer questions. I hope that you do at least three different emails with 17 names <laughs> that we need to rank rest of season. <laughs> I'm going to try not to do any too long didn't reads. This one comes from Zach Graham. Where's Zach Graham from, Dave? Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, is this a week I can start both Zeke and Pollard and not feel horrible about it? No. Zeke, yes. Pollard, uh, Pollard only is a bye week replacement. Yeah, it's the closest though. Like I've got them both top twenty six, so it's you're, you're it's not far. This is the best. This is the week that you could feel the best about it. Are you going to do accents for wherever I pick? I don't know. From Nick, where's Nick from? El Paso, Texas. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. Uh, Texas accent. Howdy. Southern drawl. It's not a southern drawl. That's the thing. Like, there's just, there's different there's subtleties. Nick says howdy. I uh, my roster is uh, well. Actually, it doesn't matter what his roster is. He's five and one. Should he trade Mike Evans? For a Monra St. Brown in full PPR. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Giddy up, partner. Am I offending Texas? Like they're all I, Texas no. is unoffendable. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're a confident bunch. They're close <laughs> in the trade chart to each other. I don't have a problem I, with it. I'd prefer ARSB rest of the season. All right, this is from Joseph. I'm in a 10-team PPR league. Should I give up Michael Pittman and get Mike Evans? You said PPR? Yeah. I'd prefer I'd rather have Evans. And you know what? I do have Evans higher in the trade chart than Amon Ra. This is from Seb. Dear Axton, Maya, Salvador, and Zero. No idea. I've been struggling at RB2 all year. I have Saquon Barkley, but RB2, I have A.J. Dillon, Brian Robinson, and Eno Benjamin. Who would you start this week? A.J. Dillon, Brian Robinson, Eno Benjamin. Robinson. You know. What is Borderlands 2? Am I supposed to know what this is? Borderlands 2? That's no. Axton Maya. It's a video game. Uh, all right. I like... Thank you, Seb. Okay, who are you flexing this week from Brett? Where's Brett from? Toronto, Ontario, Canada. <laughs> Do they say A? Yes. I mean, it, it, it's kind of been suggested. From <laughs> Who you flex it, eh? Cooks, Woods, or Brian Robinson, eh? Half PPR. I'm sorry. Thank you very much. I apologize. Thank you. <laughs> um, what were the names again? Cooks, Woods, Brian Robinson this week. Cooks. I agree. All right. Well, oh, how about a dynasty question? This is Al in his comfortable pants. I am new to Dynasty and can't get my head around trade values. If I were to trade someone like A.J. Brown or T. Higgins for draft picks or current rookies, what should I expect to get back? It is a super flex PPR league. Oh, wow. I'd want multiple firsts for A.J. Brown. And I just, I wouldn't be... personal philosophy i probably wouldn't be trading established young wide receivers for draft picks it's highly unlikely those draft picks are going to turn into something better than the established star wide receivers um but uh, multiple first round picks let's hammer the point home if you had aj brown in a dynasty league and someone offered you saquon barkley straight up for him no that's what i thought you'd say what if it was saquon barkley and one first round pick um yes if i'm that's the tricky part is like i want saquon if i'm contending maybe i could turn saquon into another first round pick Mm -hmm. you might people are canceling me because of my accent in the youtube chat sorry everybody. I, i think they're great people from where i don't know big bopper says cancel adam 
Uh, Never. Oh, that may not have anything to do with your with your accents. That's just... probably yeah. I get I get like five of those a show. Um, delete, delete, delete. Yeah. All right. Well, Andrews Pete, by the way, is week to week with a pec strain, starting guard for the New Orleans Saints. A peak strain for Pete. Pete. Yep. No. A- Andrews peak strain. So we'll leave you with that. We will talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today. Thanks so much for watching, everybody, and listening. And I don't really know how to end the show, so we're at the end broadcast. Maybe you should do it in an accident. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.